You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything else and not your mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and 3 and 30 listeners get 10% off their first month with BetterHelp Online Therapy by going to betterhelp.com slash 3 and 30. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash 3 and 30. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. I'd like to start this episode off with a fun fact about me. I was born in an ambulance. I came so fast and furious that I was actually birthed in transit to the hospital in the back of a speeding and sirens blaring ambulance. Throughout my life, my mom often used this as a metaphor for my nature as a go-getter and an overachiever. Rachel came out running and she never stopped, she would tell people. And it's true. I like to get stuff done. But often that drive comes with a sense of stress that is not healthy for me or my relationships, and it all ties back to my somewhat panicky and anxiety-ridden relationship with time. Ah, time. (laughs) Sometimes it just feels like there is never enough of it. But that scarcity mindset around time is something that I have been working diligently to rewire and reset in my mind these past few years. And in today's episode, I will give you three of my best takeaways for how we as busy moms can truly start to believe that we always have enough time for everything that matters. This episode is actually the recording of an online class that I taught for an organization called The Mama Ladder, which supports mom entrepreneurs who want to give the best of themselves to their businesses and to their babies. The founder of The Mama Ladder, Crystal Lee Beck, was my business coach for almost a year, and she has been a guest on the podcast before, talking about work-life balance as a mom, so I will link her episode in the show notes, as well as all of the information about The Mama Ladder. I do want to note that because all of the women who attended this class when I gave it live were female entrepreneurs, I talk about mom business owners throughout the recording, but every one of the tips can be applied to any mom who is working hard and juggling lots of roles and needs every day, and spoiler alert, That is all of us. Before we jump into the episode, I have a very exciting announcement. It's October, which means it is officially birthday month for 3 and 30 podcast. Four years ago on a crisp autumn day in October, I launched this little podcast into the world and there was just no possible way that I ever could have imagined how much it would grow and bless my life. So all month long, I will be celebrating the birth of 3 and 30, and I'm planning an extra big and special surprise towards the end of the month where I will be launching a new program for women who are committed to finding more joy and fulfillment in their daily lives as mothers. I'll walk you through how to better know yourself, better honor your needs, and better love your people, and it's going to be incredible. So stay tuned for the details on that. I expect that it will officially launch in my episode on Monday, October 18th. I can't think of a better way to celebrate the birthday of the show than to create an opportunity for me to work more closely with you, the women who make up this community. I am frankly giddy about this. Much more coming later. 
In the meantime, I truly hope that the takeaways in today's episode will help you as much as they've helped me to develop a more abundant relationship with time. So let's get to it. Here is an excerpt from my online class with the Mama Ladder. Krista Lee already gave a brief little intro of me, but here's a few other things. I'm Rachel Nielsen. I'm the host of the 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms podcast, creator of the Flex of Gold Journal, Declutter Your Motherhood Workshop, and Podcast University. Those are a few of the things I do within my business. And something else that I wanted to tell you about myself that's kind of interesting, but is very pertinent to this conversation today, is that I am what is known as a perpetual. So a few years ago, I took a personality profile test from Buffini and Company. It's not one of these well-known ones. It's called the Heritage Profile. And a friend of mine had highly recommended it. And it was a kind of a big investment. They call and talk to you on the phone. Then they give you this whole write-up of your strengths and weaknesses. And it was so powerful to read through my results and to realize how they impact me as a mom and as a business owner. But one of the things that I found out from my profile is that I am what's called a perpetual. And this is the way that they described it. They said, you do not naturally see time, rather you see events in time moving in a perpetual motion from one event to the next. This makes you far more tenacious than others to not give up, to keep going. However, natural breakpoints do not occur for you, such as eating regularly, stopping to go to sleep, or celebrating finished achievements, which can lead to physical or emotional burnout. And so basically, I experience the world perpetually. When I get engrossed in my work or in a task, I forget to stop. And it's a problem. I can get so sucked in. And it does mean that I accomplish a lot in my business, but it can also mean that the other areas of my life suffer because I'm so in the flow and focused on what I'm doing. It goes on to say, if you pour yourself into a task with a complete disregard for your body, relationships, or environment, you will pay a high price. It's vital for you to realize that you are not superhuman and that your play and rejuvenation must equal your level of work. And I highlighted that at the end because that is hard for me, the play and rejuvenation part. I love my work. I love to work and I can go all in there and forget about these other pieces in my life. So according to this personality profile, there's really only two ways in this category. There's perpetual and then there's finite. People who are more finite have a really good sense of time. They have good schedules and rhythms in their day. And people who are perpetual are more, it kind of all bleeds together and they can get totally consumed. I sometimes assume that a lot of entrepreneurs are more perpetual. And maybe that's just my bias, but it seems like a lot of us can get really consumed by our work and forget about self-care and forget about all of the other things that are going on in our lives. And even if you consider yourself to be more finite, I I do think that there's going to be a lot of this presentation that you'll relate to as a mom business owner, as a mom entrepreneur. As a mom business owner, I feel like we often go all in on our two roles of mother or entrepreneur. And like we we balance those. And if we're not prioritizing our motherhood, we feel guilty and we address that. And what sometimes gets lost is yourself. So you make room for your motherhood, you make room for your entrepreneurship, 
but you don't make room for yourself and your own self-care and your passions and your hobbies. But I have found that when you make room for yourself and when you make room for all of these different roles in your life, then you are going to be better at all of these different roles in your life. But for someone like me, who is a perpetual, that's actually really hard to figure out how to make room for all of these different roles in my life. And so for this presentation, I'm going to give you three tips that have helped me to try (laughs) to make room for myself as a mom business owner, and that have also helped me to balance my roles as both a mother and an entrepreneur. And so my podcast is three takeaways in 30 minutes. So of course, I had to do three takeaways for this presentation. And so we will be going through those. And I hope that you have a pen and paper ready and you'll brainstorm how you're going to take action on these takeaways. So takeaway number one is stop obsessing about time. And this is something that I have been feeling really acutely in the last few weeks where I feel like there is such an emphasis on time management, using your time well, having the perfect productivity system, using every minute, and it stresses me out. (laughs) I almost feel like as a society, and maybe especially as mom entrepreneurs, we overvalue time. We think that our time is the most precious commodity in the world, and if we miss a minute of it, if we waste a minute of it, then we beat up on ourselves and we spiral. And I've been thinking a lot about the words that we use around time and wondering, what does that even mean to waste time? Can you waste time? Like time just is. Time is the components that make up a day and how you choose to use it. There's no morality to that. You can't really waste time. You can choose how you allocate your time. But I really feel like there's been an overemphasis on productivity, time management. And for me, it makes me stressed and unable to really allow myself to relax and rest into my life because I'm always wondering if there's a better use of my time that I should be doing at any given point. And so I've tried to stop being so obsessed with time and with managing my time. I feel like it's really popular in the business space and in the personal development space right now to talk about having an abundance mindset. And people talk about that like with money, have an abundance mindset instead of a scarcity mindset around money and believe that there's plenty of it. And I have really been working on trying to have an abundance mindset about time, that I have plenty of time and it helps me to allow myself to be more myself and to take time for my hobbies and my creativity when I don't believe that time is a super scarce resource, but I just believe that I have enough of it. One of the mantras that I have been using a lot lately is I have plenty of time for everything that matters. And sometimes I will sit down and I will just write that out every morning in my journal. I have plenty of time for everything that matters. And just to remind myself to rest, not take myself so seriously, not take every minute of my day so seriously, and to just enjoy being a full, whole human. So I would love for you on your paper 
to jot down a few mantras regarding time that feel empowering and abundant to you instead of suffocating and scarce. And one thing that I feel like is really powerful about mantras is that it can slowly start to change what you believe because I know that there's a lot of people who don't use the word busy and I love that, but I feel like for a long time I was trying not to use the word busy to describe my life, but that didn't change the fact that I still felt busy. So in some ways it almost felt disingenuous. Like I wouldn't admit to anybody just how busy I felt. Cause I'm like, I don't use that word, but it wasn't translating to my heart. I still felt busy, even though I wasn't saying it, I was just plastering on this happy face and trying to pretend like I wasn't busy, even though I was dying inside, you know? So doing these mantras has helped me to really change from the inside. I'm not saying that I have all the time in the world to squander it on you know, again, squander, waste time. Is that even possible? I don't know. But that I have enough time for my family, for myself, for my business. It's just how I choose to allocate it. And that's been a really big shift for me. Before we head into our second takeaway, let's take a quick break to hear about one of the companies that is making 3 and 30 possible. My friends, we have a new podcast sponsor this month. Well, I mentioned this company in one episode in August as a bit of a sneak peek, but this whole month, I will really be giving this company the love that they deserve. For the month of October, I am thrilled to be partnering with Learning with Kelsey. Learning with Kelsey is a subscription box for moms who want to teach their young children at home. The founder, Kelsey, is a mom of three young kids, and she is actually a listener of this podcast. Shout out to Kelsey if you are listening. She has taught early childhood education for over 10 years, and she is passionate about helping moms feel confident and equipped to prepare their littles to be lifelong learners. Kelsey's monthly subscription boxes include all the lesson plans, supplies, and activities you need for fun and effective learning at home. You can use these boxes as a full homeschool curriculum, which can be used to teach your child without sending them outside the home for school. Or you can use the boxes as supplemental learning for those who need a little extra something for the days off from school or activities. There are boxes for preschool, pre-K, kindergarten, and also just everyday crafting. Go to learningwithkelsey.com to see which box is right for you and use the code 3in30 for half off their first month. That's learningwithkelsey.com and use the discount code 3in30. And now back to the show. So that's my first takeaway. Stop being obsessed with time. My second takeaway is to containerize your life. And this comes from my experience working with, I have a couple of different friends that are professional organizers, which is so nice for me. And they've come to my home and done these big organization projects with me, these decluttering projects, and they are obsessed with containers. And if any of you have watched like the home edits, on Netflix or any of these shows, it's like a key step in their process to containerize stuff, to make sure that everything has its space, its container, and its home within your space. And it's not just that it looks really good and it's really neat. There's actually a function beyond that when it comes to using containers in a physical space that I think is really valuable for using containers in your life. What happens is when you have a container for something, you can tell when it's overflowing. Until I had a container in my sock drawer for my socks, the whole drawer would just, I'd like have my underwear in one half and then my socks over here, but no containers. 
And like, before you know it, the socks are everywhere. And I'm like, how did I even end up with this many socks? But I had no way to tell that I had too many socks, that it was overflowing. And once you have a finite container to hold stuff, it doesn't spread into your whole life. And you can see, oh, it's getting to the point where it's overflowing. I need to go through it. I need to get rid of the socks that have holes in them. This can be really effective with the different areas of your life, especially if you're someone like me who's a perpetual. My work, I didn't have in a container or I've at different points allowed it to not be very containerized. So what that means is when you're trying to fit it in here and there and it bleeds into everything. So it's like the socks that take over in the drawer and they're overflowing. So your work is bleeding into all of the areas of your life. You know, you're distracted when you're with your kids. You're not present after they go to bed with your partner. You're stressed out all the time. You do a little here, a little there, and there's just no finite container around it. Um, So when you can put your work into a container and keep it separate from the rest of your life, then it won't take it over as well as you can see when you need to redistribute what's in your containers. So like for me, sometimes my work container is literally overflowing and my family container is pretty empty. And when I have like a way of gauging that I can say, okay, I need to redistribute here and put a little bit more into the family container right now. And there's different ways that you can containerize your work. And I know this is something that Crystal Lee really teaches a lot. And I'm sure she's taught you guys things like putting your ideal day on repeat, which Crystal Lee taught me, at least when I was working with her. I don't know if her schedule's changed since then. Like morning was for her kids and afternoon was for work. And it was very delineated. And she had a nanny who came so that she could keep those two things separate. And she would often tell me, protecting my work time is actually protecting my family time. I don't feel guilty about protecting my work time, because then that means that I'm also protecting my family time. So you can create a container by doing work hours. And you just have to have a hard stop with yourself that when it's not your work hours, you will not work, except for in extreme situations, because you have containers around them. You could also do work days, where like you just know that on certain days of the week, you do not work. And that allows you time to do other things. So an example of that is I don't work on Sundays. And so that's a day that is a container for me to focus on me and my family. And like this past Sunday, I decided to make a fancy meal, even though I hate cooking, because it sounded fun to me to just be creative. I knew it was going to take me several hours to do it. And usually I really think the reason why I hate cooking is because I'm obsessed with time. And so I'm like, that takes too much time. And then, you know, it just gets eaten and it's not worth my time. But on Sunday, I was just like, it doesn't even matter how much time I take because I'm not working today. And I'm just going to enjoy the process and be creative and listen to a podcast and make this meal. And it took so much pressure off. So it actually felt really fulfilling for me to make that meal. And I've even thought of maybe setting aside a day during my work week when I am just doing errands and home stuff. And I know like I'm just not going to do work even during the work week 
because I need containers to help me to address these other areas of my life that aren't being dealt with because work is overflowing into everything. Something that I think is kind of a unique idea for a container is to have a set number of projects that you'll take on at any given time. And once your project limit has been met, you just don't take on anything else. And maybe that's one or two projects or three, but you know that if another opportunity comes your way and you look at your projects list and you're like, I already have three projects in my container right now. So either I move one out to move this new one in, or I say no to this new project because it doesn't fit in my container. So often as women, I think we think, well, I'll just fit it in somehow. I'll cram it in. I'll fit it in. It'll, it'll happen. And it doesn't work that way. So having some sort of containers around your time. Another idea is you could do like a nightly brainstorm where you have categories. This is something I learned from April Perry, who's one of my mentors from Learn to Become Empower of Moms. She said every night she like makes four columns. Those are her four containers. And she thinks about the next day and she thinks, what am I going to do for me? What am I going to do for work? What am I going to do for my family? And what am I going to do for beyond like church service or communities, work at the school, whatever, like that might be in your beyond category. And then she writes in those four categories or containers, what her priorities are for the next day. And there may not be something in every single container for every day, but it's just a way of taking the massive mess of life that overflows into everything and sort of sorting it a little bit so that it feels more manageable and contained. So that is another idea. This is also from my heritage profile about being a perpetual. So if any of you are relating, it says, you experience closure in terms of either the completion of a task or exhaustion. You must create fabricated stopping points in your day. For example, an alarm on your phone to remind you to take a lunch break. It won't be natural to you, but the benefit can sustain the habit, develop the discipline of creating artificial points of closure for health, relational, and environmental reasons. And I thought that this really spoke to the idea of creating artificial containers for health, relational, and environmental reasons. And here is one more thought on this. Don't forget to tell your family about your containers. So sometimes we, in our mind, have our life kind of delineated, and then we get mad when our family is coming in and interrupting our containers when we've never really told them about our containers. So you can think of your container as a boundary. And if you have a firm boundary around your work time, you need to communicate it to your kids so that when your kids come in, you don't lose it on them because they're interrupting your work time when you've never really explained to them how firm your boundary is. So I've been kind of loosey-goosey on that, like especially during the pandemic where I wasn't that firm with my kids about, no, I am working and you cannot interrupt me. So sometimes they would come in and I would help them. So to them, the boundary is really unclear. Like, is she, is she okay with us coming in? Is she not okay with us coming in? And then I lash out. And so this is kind of a new concept to me that boundaries don't just protect you. They protect other people from you. So when you communicate your boundaries clearly, then you won't resent other people. You won't lose it on other people. So it's respectful 
to everyone involved to clearly explain your containers and your boundaries. And then my third and final takeaway, which I really feel like these all have built, is to manage your focus, not your time. And this is something that I am really working on, managing your focus within your time. So letting go of that fear that we talked about at the beginning or that like panicked feeling around time where you get obsessive about it and instead manage your focus per day and manage your priorities and then other things fall away that don't fit in with your focuses. So your containers can really help with this. And there's lots of ways that you can manage your focus, not your time. And so like for me lately, what I've been doing is the night before, I just look at everything I have to do. And I just decide last night, I was like, tomorrow morning, all I'm doing in the morning is focusing on preparing for my mama power class. And it kind of created a little container for me where I could manage my focus around that, even though I wasn't thinking so much about like minutes within that. A lot of you are probably familiar with Greg McEwen's work and his book, Essentialism. This is a graph that I think about all the time that's in his book, where this is the same amount of energy on the right, but it's focused. So whereas in the, in the circle on the left, it's the same amount, but it's all divided into these little tiny things. And so you don't get very far. Whereas if you focus that same amount of energy towards one thing, one priority, the thing in your container at that time, you are going to get so much further. And one thing that Megan had told me was that in your Facebook group, you guys had mentioned that one of your struggles is having too many business tasks to focus on at any given time. And that's where I would say, go back to creating a projects container where you really are only allowing yourself to take on a certain number of projects at any given time. And some of those may not be actual work projects or like clients, but also a project could be managing all... A project on my list right now is that I need to get all of the passwords figured out for all of my like various things because I actually have a spreadsheet that I just started to track my passwords that I titled Bane of My Existence. That's the name of the spreadsheet because the passwords, I mean, did you guys feel this? You guys probably all have a great system for it. If so, share it with me. But like, that's a project that is going to take substantial focus and energy. And I need to decide, is that a priority right now for me to get that sorted? If so, then when I get some other opportunity to be a guest on a podcast or something, I look at my list and I'm like, well, which project is more important to me right now? And I don't just keep stuffing in. So that's how I'm trying to manage my focus, not my time. So to recap, which I always like to do, I put this picture of me on here because I think I look happy in it. And I'm like, we want to stay happy, right? We want to keep the light in our eyes. We don't want these businesses to completely burn us out. Most of us started doing the work that we're doing because it made us happy. And somewhere along the way, sometimes we can get so burned out if we're not making room for ourselves. If we're prioritizing our our motherhood and our entrepreneurship and forgetting about our personhood. So I want you to keep that little spark in your eyes and three things that you can do to do that or stop obsessing about time, containerize your life and manage your focus, not your time. And I hope that if you will do these three things, that you will feel a fullness in yourself, that you will feel that you are in your life and that life isn't just happening to you, but you are consciously presently showing up for it.
there you have it, my friends, three takeaways to help you foster a more abundant relationship with and view of time. To recap our three takeaways, I'd like to remind you, first, stop obsessing about time. Take a few minutes to jot down some mantras that you would like to believe about time, even if you're not quite there yet. Mantras that feel calm and abundant and easy. One of my favorites is, I have plenty of time for everything that matters. Choose an empowering thought about time and repeat it to yourself when you get stressed out or write it down every morning as a reminder. Second, containerize your life the way professional organizers containerize items in a closet or drawer. Create some divisions for the different areas of your life, work, hobbies, family, self-care, so you know what you need to be focusing on at any given time and so that you can more easily see when one container is overflowing or spreading into everything else. And if this concept of containerizing your life in the way that you would organize a closet appeals to you, I'm going to dive way deeper into this in my upcoming program that I talked about in the introduction. So stay tuned and I hope that you will join me for that. And third and finally, manage your focus, not your time. Let go of the desire to control how you use every minute of every day and instead get clear on where you want to invest focused thought and energy. Your containers will really help you with this. And I love the tip from April Perry to think about four major categories for me, for my family, for my work and beyond every single day. And speaking of April Perry, for more on this topic, you can go back and listen to episode 131, where April talks about how to dig yourself out of overwhelm as a mom. I will link that in the show notes, along with the episode from Crystal Lee of the Mama Ladder, all about redefining work-life balance as a mom. Happy October, my friends. Happy birthday to 3 and 30. As always, I'm rooting for you. I'm here for you. And I hope you have a lovely week with your family.